On today's episode of Locked On Lightning, the NHL is back this week, sort of. But first, let's play that music. Part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Zanger. What's up, everybody? Hope you had a great Christmas. I know I did. Quality time spent with the family. On today's episode, we'll be discussing the NHL finally coming back after taking an extended break off for the holidays due to all the COVID concerns surrounding teams. And and really, at a point, we thought that the Lightning were immune to this. Well, guess what? Not anymore. We'll discuss that as well. And we'll be discussing the Olympics being gone now for the time being. What can the NHL do to maybe have a substitute for that and not just another meaningless all-star weekend we'll talk about that and as well as lastly what can we expect from the lightning going into the new year but first i want to thank all of you for making us your first listen of the day as well as please like and subscribe to the podcast follow us wherever podcasts are distributed that means spotify google play itunes everything odyssey wherever they distribute podcasts we are there so go ahead and like us like and subscribe and give us a follow on our social media accounts at lo underscore lightning on twitter as well as locked on underscore lightning on instagram and give us a follow on our youtube page where we'll start posting stuff this week so for the last couple of seasons, especially last season, a lot of the teams, it's been obviously no secret that the NHL, uh, a lot of these teams around the NHL have had issues with players being out uh, due to COVID, whether it be exposed or having full on symptoms, whatever the case may be. And the Lightning have kind of been been lucky enough to, to not really that be an issue. And I mean, the Lightning have had their fair share of players miss time, but for the most part, that had to do with injury. And so I, I would rather our play, I'd rather these players, you know, even though it might be a situation where we had like last year with Kucherov out and then Kucherov out this year, um, and then even Braden Point out for an extended period of time. I would rather have something like that than a, a player be in a situation where he could potentially be in a life-altering uh, situation because we've heard issues with players. Uh, off the top of my head, I can't think of a, who the player was last year, but there was a situation where a player had COVID and he essentially couldn't play because it just messed up, messed with his heart. He had a heart condition afterwards. I, you know, if if, if you know who it is, please tweet out to me at Danky Dank D E N K Y D A N K. For the life of me, I can't think of the player right now. But what I'm trying to say is that the Lightning have, for the most part, been able to be lucky enough to not have to deal with the COVID bug. And but that is not the case now, as it was reported the other day that. Uh, the, the following p- names are on the COVID protocol list, and that's Mikhail Sergachev, Andre Vasilevsky, Brian Elliott, Pierre-Edouard Balmar, Anthony Sorelli, Andre Schuster, Coach John Cooper, who we found out a little bit earlier 
and Rob Zedler. So basically, the Lightning once again have lucked out due to COVID in a way. Because if, look at it this way, if we were playing games right now, the Lightning would not have a goaltender. They would not have a goaltender. And now you're talking about having to bring someone up from Syracuse, whether they be on, whether they, where they would be on the schedule. Uh, you know, Syracuse could be traveling as well as uh, where the Lightning would be at this point in time. And which is why I said they, they lucked out. And at this point in time, the Lightning are set to play. I mean, let, let's see. We, we don't know. We don't know what the case may be. Uh, but as it stands, according to the schedule, the Lightning will be playing tonight against the Montreal Canadiens. And right now, as it stands, the Lightning do not have a goaltender. And that's concerning. And most, I, I would be shocked. I, I'm, I'm being curious as to see what the guidelines are for real going forward in terms of, because if a player is vaxxed, what what happens going forward? If he's exposed, but he's not ex- has symptoms and he tests negative, what is the, the protocol going forward with that? Because you can't just have a player sit out for X amount of days and expect them you know, not to play because they've been exposed to COVID, which I think is a, a really kind of foolhardy thing to do if, you know, they're not affected and all that business. But yeah, the Lightning are depleted. <laughs> uh, and, and that's kind of been the story for this team for the most part all season. Uh, if you're looking at hockeyreference.com if you want to follow along there as it stands the lightning have four players that are technically injured eric chernak uh who has been listed as out since december 5th no surprise there kucherov who's been out since october 16th with a lower body injury uh probably won't be back till february and braden point who has been expected to miss four to six weeks with an upper body injury who's been out since November. And then Jamel Smith, who's been out for probably for the longest, um, who was expected originally to miss two weeks, uh, but he is still dealing with that lower body injury. So Lightning still depleted. Lightning still have a lot of question marks uh, coming into tonight's game. Still expect them to go out there and win tonight. Um, and, and really, really go out there and, and, and play um, the brand of hockey that we saw them playing up until the extended pause. So it looks like tonight, for tonight's game, I would imagine, you know, you pick your poison for goaltender. It's either Maxime Legacy or Hugo Annavelt, who I like Annavelt. I saw him play in the World Juniors last year for Sweden. Uh, he didn't exactly impress me. Uh, he just had a rough, you know, not every player is successful on the international stage. That's just the way it is. You know, you can't you can't really kill a guy if he gives up four, five goals against a team, especially like Team Canada, who's absolutely stacked. So, you know, as much as as unimpressive as he was, I still think that he has a lot he could bring to the table. I would imagine Maxi Legacy is probably going to get the start tonight. But so just looking at the 
the forward lines and just the defensive line. So as it's as it as of now, according to Eric Erlinson, uh, who we all know, fan of the show, who's been on here many times, um, we got Palat, Stamkos, and Radish on the first line. Kalorn Point Point's going to be in tonight, so that's good. Um, very curious, you know. Like I, I just said a couple of minutes ago, he is coming back from an injury. He is right now listed as injured, but. I, I would. He's one of those guys, you know. If if he if he feels like he could play, Cooper's going to play him. So it's going to be interesting to see how he plays after not after being out for so long. Point and Joseph on that second line along with Kalorn, Maroon, Colton, and Perry. Gotta love that line. I really think that's a really good line. That's really been been one of the anchors of this team for the last couple of weeks, probably the last month. Especially Corey Perry, who has really, after getting off to a slow start, has really come together and has really, his offense has really taken off. And then on that last line, you got Kachuk, Nash, and Fortier, who had his first goal uh, of the season and his career in his last game, so against Vegas. And then on the defensive pairings, you got Hedman and Ruta, McDonough and Bogosian, and Day and Foot. So going to be interesting to see how that third line is able to mesh together with with uh, Calfoot and Sean Day, with Calfoot being a young player, very young player still, as well as Sean Day. So, and it's going to be a good for, it's going to be a good test tonight against the Montreal Canadiens, who we all know have had an absolutely abysmal year. Uh, not one of the better teams in the National Hockey League. Uh, really, quite frankly, a disappointment. And really the game plan is to, and, and I'll talk about this more to wrap things up, game plan for the Lightning, just go out there, obviously try and win games, do your best to win games. But And, and I've, I've somewhat criticized them over the last couple of weeks, over the last couple of months, because they've, the Lightning if I'm not wrong, have played the most most beyond regulation games. And it works. And I guess, you know, in a normal situation where there's no COVID, perfect world, no COVID, no nothing, no taxi squads, no anything, this might be an issue. But here in a situation like this, where teams are still getting in the feel of things, because this is your your stereotypical schedule but teams are still kind of in that state of shock having to play an 82 game season having to deal with COVID having to deal with a normal NHL schedule um, the Lightning are built for it they're playing well for it considering that all they have to do is eat eat points and I think that's what every team's mindset is and probably should be now you know doesn't matter how you get it doesn't have to be pretty just come away just, just leave the game with points. And we'll talk about that a little bit later on as as I talk about my expectations for 2022. But first, I want to talk about one of today's sponsors, and that is Built Bar. Now, it's, it's the new year. The new year is coming up. Did you make your New Year's resolutions? I haven't yet because most of the time I don't follow them. But if yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, make sure you include Built Bar in your plan. Built Bar is the protein that tastes like a candy bar, maybe even better than a candy bar. Built Bar makes it easier for you to stick to your resolution because it tastes so good. You want to eat it unlike other protein bars that can be chalky, waxy. 
sexy or tastes like a chemical pill. You want to eat healthy, but it gets so boring. Trust me, I, whenever I make a, a pledge to myself to eat healthy, I think that lasts probably four hours and then I find myself back off the wagon um, <laughs> by week three you might be thinking that this is not worth it yeah where's the chocolate where's the fun stuff but built bar are covered in a hundred percent real chocolate most built bars can contain only 130 calories four grams of sugar four net carbs and 17 grams of protein compare that to a candy bar that usually is only around 240 calories 30 grams of sugar and dozens of net carbs here's an idea for the new year go to all your secret stashes all your treat stashes at home in the pantry and the office in the car wherever throw out all that sugary or calorie filled treats and replace them with built bars so when you're craving a snack or treat you can reach for something that's healthy and that tastes incredible even if you're not a fan of working out you could at least taste something that tastes good and if and that is good for you that when you enjoy a delicious built bar you could almost count it as a workout so go to built.com right now use promo code locked on locked 15 to get your 15% off your order that's promo code locked 15 for 15% off at built.com all right and we are back for segment two of locked on lightning we're going to talk about what the NHL could do now that the Olympics are completely off the table, what the league can do to kind of supplement that that time that we will have. Because let's face it, the NHL All-Star game is not fun to watch. Like I, I, I'm a huge hockey fan, obviously, but and I'm sure a lot of huge hockey fans are like this. We... I, I don't I don't watch the NHL All Star Game. You know I, I I think obviously a lot of it has to do with the nature of the sport. You know it's you have like the trick shot uh, shootout, whatever you want to call it, where where they they try to do their best trick or whatever and and, and deke the goalie. I I mean for some of the players that's fun. I, I think that's more for the enjoyment of the players and I mean the fans. It's because I, I feel like the goaltenders kind of just are are whatever about it. But anyway. Now, unless you've been living underneath a rock, uh, the the Olympics are off the table, which was a smart thing to do. I stated a couple episodes back where I, I said really that, you know, as much as it sucks that the, the Olympics are, are, we don't get a chance. It's the biggest stage for the NHL and hockey and, and just all these players and something that every player dreams about doing and, and having a chance at playing for their country and winning a gold medal. As we heard from Steven Stamkos last week, uh, his disappointment, obviously, you know, he he hasn't really been able to, to play for Canada and he definitely would have been a, a, a sure shoe-in for, for a position on this team, which, yes, it, it sucks that he's not going to be able to play, but... You know, it's not like this is the last Olympic Games we'll ever have. And, you know, barring some catastrophic injury, I think Stammer still will have a good chance. And we'll talk about that uh, a little later on. But, but the NHL still has to figure out what to do with that time off in February. And Connor McDavid, who has been very vocal about the Olympic process throughout this entire season came up with an idea and said really what the NHL should do. And I think that the NHL would be very foolish not to pursue some, something like this. And that is to have some of somewhat of a, a mini, I, I guess, a Olympic style tournament. I don't know how they would pull it off, but 
definitely something you would want to maybe consider work into All-Star Weekend. At the same time, the whole point of not playing in the Olympics was not exposing players to further unnecessary travel, unnecessary interactions with other people, because obviously we all just want this 82-game season to be played, to be completed, all of that. So all what you're doing, though, is that you're taking the idea of the Olympics from China and just leaving it, just taking it and, and putting it here. I believe the All-Star Game is in Vegas this year. But you're still, you're still having the same risks. Now, obviously, if a player tests positive, he's here. He could go home, whatever the case may be, where obviously over in China, you're over in China. So that's a little different there. But it's a good idea, and, and I'm very torn about it because on one hand, I this is an idea that I have wished that the Olympic, uh, the NHL had, should have implemented into All-Star Weekend every year. At the same time, given the circumstances with COVID, you know, we don't want to be having a conversation where we're saying Steven Stamkos or or Mikhail Sergachev or Nikita Kucherov or Braden Point or whoever player on the Lightning goes to All-Star Weekend, plays in this tourney. That's great. Fantastic. Showcases their skills. And then we hear, oh, they tested positive for COVID because of an outbreak with one of the players on their team at All-Star All-Star Weekend. And then we're basically in the same situation that we would, would have been in if they were in China, only probably... A little worse over there. I, I, I've, I've heard some, 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 some talks about what would have happened. Like a player, if you tested positive over there, it would have been two week quarantine and followed by a, another quarantine or something ridiculous. Where the player is essentially not able to leave the country for almost a month, which is ridiculous. But. I, I think this is an idea that the NHL should at least stick a pin in and, and consider for future All-Star game, All-Star weekends, because the, the All-Star game is trash. It really is. I, and I'm not crapping on the whole pageantry of it. I think it's a great thing. I think obviously the league should have it because that's how you market and promote the league. But the format is broken. Uh, the player, you know, no, I'm, I'm sure to a, to a very new hockey fan, you definitely seeing a game that's nine eight seven to five whatever you know a high scoring game such as that that's fun to watch but you know obviously the whole purpose is to showcase and and play the best players against each other and and really show who's better and but we don't really see that obviously the players kind of turn it into a a pickup games for for the most part which is fine i mean it's not going to be perfect but i think maybe you kind of throw some Olympic type elements into it, maybe we could be sitting here in a couple of years discussing the the all-star weekend kind of being more of a legit competition where players will players will actually take it more seriously and it'll be more competitive than what it what it is right now. So we'll talk about that more later on as we kind of get to the all-star weekend or whatever we're gonna call it at this point because I, I'm pretty sure that the league will try to kind of make it into something of that that level of play and that competitiveness and, and and kind of make it more of a thing where the players will will almost view it as sort of a an olympic 
esque competition. So we'll we'll see what the league does. Hopefully they they uh, make the right decision. Uh, and but in the meantime, we will wrap things up in just a little bit. But first, I want to get to our last sponsor of the day, and that is BetOnline.ag. BetOnline has you covered this holiday season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. As football continues its march through the college bowl season and the the NFL playoffs. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head to their website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use that promo code LOCKEDON to receive your bonus from basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports so don't wait to take advantage of all the new amazing offers available once again use that promo code locked on to receive your 50 percent welcome bonus when you sign up today bet online where the game starts and wrapping things up here segment three last segment of the day so as it stands <laughs> until we hear something catastrophic or or possibly something changes in the timeline from now i'm we're recording this at noon on december 28th the lightning are set to play the montreal canadians tonight at amelie seven o'clock game and fully expect the lightning to win this game i i would be shocked almost even even with what they have out there not saying that these players aren't good enough you still have a good a good group of players, uh, caliber players. Like I said at the lineups before, you got Stamkos, Point, Kalorn, um, Palak going out there. You, you still have a good group of guys going out there. Yeah, your 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 third line back end isn't exactly anything to write home about. You got Day and 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 Foot out there, but. And, and the goaltender situation is a little suspect for tonight. I, I would still imagine that whether it's Legacy or NFL, those guys are going to go out there and take care of business as as and, and try and impress uh, the coaching staff. Uh, as it as it stated for this week, though, uh, Lightning will play Florida on the thirtieth. That is Thursday, and then wrap things up on Friday night. Wrap up the year. Uh, against the New York Rangers. Very good team. So easy, easy win tonight on a scale of one to 10. One being super, super easy and 10 being completely difficult. I would say this game is probably a four. I mean, because the the Montreal Canadiens are a team that they're still going to come out, play hard. They're going to throw, they're going to come out with a lot of energy. Everyone's rested and ready to go. So this is one of those games that could easily go in the lightning favor. The lightning could go out there, score three goals in the first five minutes, and they could also go out there and, and we could be talking about them coming up with a win uh, by the skin of their teeth in, in overtime. So that there's there's this very, very good possibility that either one could happen. Uh, but would really like them to come out there, win this game in regulation, and get ready for Florida and New York because regardless of how uh, much time everyone has had off and some teams like the Lightning may have lost their momentum, uh, you still got to go out there and play the games and, and show respect for these teams that have been playing very well. So as it stands right now, and I'm still 
surprised, even though we look at this team, we've been we've I've been talking about this team for the last three seasons. As it stands, the Tampa Bay Lightning are the best team in the National Hockey League. Points wise, you know, we could get into the whole points percentage uh, conversation or even the wins conversation. But really, at the end of the day, points matter. And the Lightning are right now, if the season were to end, would win the President's Trophy. So given what everything has happened this season with injuries, uh, even the last couple of years, and, and, and I've said it, I said it so many times coming into the season don't expect this team to try and win the division. Yet here we are on December 28th with three games left in 2021 with the Lightning being the best team in the league. Uh, and, and they're really, it, it seems like they haven't hit that next gear yet, which is scary for the rest of the National Hockey League. And my expectations coming into this year, if you're just joining us for the first time, was that Lightning are just going to grab that last playoff spot in the Atlantic Division, and then anything could happen at that point. We all know what this team has done over the last couple of seasons. But I would have to say, with the standings being what they are, with the Lightning kind of lucking out with an extended holiday, and you're having you're you're set to have a bunch of your your best players come back, especially Kucherov, who. Uh, is definitely one of the best forwards in the league. I think I'm confident in predicting that the Lightning are going to win their third consecutive Stanley Cup final. And that's a weird thing to, to predict in a way because it's it hasn't been done since the 80s. And for good reasoning. Um, so, yeah, I, I think the Tampa Bay Lightning, if not before, but definitely now have a better shot of three-peating. Obviously, we have a ton of games left to play. Lightning still have 52 games left, so anything could happen from now until the playoffs. But I, I, I think the way that this team is built right now, the way the team is playing, all things considered, and like I said, you know, the Lightning need to get their momentum back. They need to start rolling again. But if the Lightning continue what they've been doing over the last month, and that is play this way where they just... They munch up points and they put themselves in a good spot going into the playoffs. I think that the rest will work itself out. And what I mean by that is that the Tampa Bay Lightning, I think now at this point, I think a lot of teams are starting to look at them and be like, oh, crap, like this team is still, given everything that has happened, is still the top dog. And they're not slowing down anytime soon. And I think that that getting in the, the heads of their opponents, not even necessarily ones that they have played yet, is going to help Tampa down the line. Now, the old saying goes, you still got to play the games. So, but right now, as it stands, I really like this team as a, fa- as a top favorite, a very good favorite to win the Stanley Cup. And I don't see another team really that that has the experience other than maybe Washington to really contend for a cup at this point to possibly out of the East, at least Uh, if you look at the Eastern conference, I I mean, yeah, you have a lot of teams that are talented. You have a lot of teams that have the talent and are, is very high possibility of, of making deep playoff runs, but you don't, a lot of these teams don't have the experience and experience goes a long way. Like, we look at the top five teams, all right, top 10 teams 
in in the Eastern Conference. You got Tampa, of course, of in at one. Carolina, a team that still doesn't scare me really whatsoever. Uh, we saw what happened in the playoffs last year. Team that fights hard, plays hard, brings a lot of energy, but doesn't have really that deep experience that you would expect out of a team or a team that is hopefully contending for a Stanley Cup needs. And then you got Washington, who is a few years removed from a cup. So, you know, they're they're one. I still don't think they have the depth. You can't rely on uh, Alex Ovechkin to do everything for you. And then really Toronto, show me otherwise until then don't don't say anything the rangers i think they're about four years off from from being a serious cup contender maybe three actually uh they have a good they have a good young core but like a young is the key word there and then pittsburgh you always got to count them in especially with a healthy malkin and crosby you know you you could always you never know what's going to happen with them around the playoffs and then really other than that boston who I think is there? They have reached their peak. I think they're now on the back end of their their peak, and I don't. I would be shocked if they even made the playoffs right now. So, uh, their goaltending situation, as we saw in the Lightning's last matchup with them, is, is kind of a mess. But uh, yeah, so at least out of the East, I don't see a reason as to why the Lightning can't get back to the final. If you look at the West, you know which we don't have to worry about for a while. You got a lot of teams that are that are really wild cards. You got Minnesota, Vegas, Anaheim, Nashville, St. Louis, and Colorado, Calgary, Edmonton, Winnipeg, and Los Angeles. The only team that really worries me out of the Vegas, and I mean we are talking months down the line. We we still gotta finish the regular season, but the only team out of the West that really worries me, because I've been able to see them play once in person and then obviously once with with the Lightning is Vegas. I think Vegas is a very good team. I think they're one of those teams that is is built for the playoffs. They play physical, um, but they don't shy away from being aggressive and pressuring in the zone to where they force a lot of turnover, something that the Lightning at times have struggled with. But we'll talk about, obviously, all of that when the situation arises. But And, and obviously, stay tuned for more episodes as we'll be pumping out more episodes, not only audio-wise, but we'll be putting more episodes out on YouTube. So keep an eye out for that. And once again, please give us a follow at LO underscore Lightning on Twitter, as well as Locked On underscore Lightning on Instagram. Give me a follow at DankyDank, D-E-N-K. Y-D-8-N-K on Twitter and give us a follow on our YouTube page. Like I said, as we will start be pump, start to pump out those episodes more and more. Uh, we'll, we'll probably double the, the, the frequency of the shows just to kind of, you know, get as much out as possible before the year ends. There's so much still to talk about with COVID, with, with, with how the season's going to go going forward, what this lightning team is going to continue to evolve into so i'm really excited to talk about all that and more so uh in the meantime that's been it for today's episode of locked on lightning part of the lockdown podcast network i'm your host adam Jaker. i'll talk to you in the next one